The McElroy brothers are not experts, and their advice should never be followed. Travis insists he's a sexpert, but if there's a degree on his wall, I haven't seen it. Also, this show isn't for kids, which I mention only so the babies out there will know how cool they are for listening. What's up, you cool baby? One, two, three, four. It's the start of something beautiful. A small acquaintance has blossomed. It's ripened into a precious friendship. I could have never seen what was coming for me. Hangs at the skate park, hangs by the beach. My life, it feels like. Welcome to my brother, my brother, and me, an advice show for the modern era. I'm your oldest brother, Justin McElroy. I'm your middlest brother, Travis McElroy. What's up, Trav Nation? Woof, I'm woof. your sweet baby brother, Griffin McElroy. Uh, right off the bat, I do need to apologize to Trav Nation. Uh, those NFTs. Ooh, hold on one second. Just got to tamp down the huge rush of panic that you just sent through my yeah. Uh, yeah. my whole body with that beginning. Okay, uh, go ahead. The NFTs, while very popular and profitable, didn't turn out the way I'd hoped. They were just the same picture of my face over and over again, mailed physically to everyone. The guy I partnered with, Slick Steve, said that Slick it- Steve is an issue. Now I had a problem. <laughs> right now, everyone is checking the date of this podcast to be like, "There's wait, this can't be from 20, October 2023." These guys are talking about NFTs. Slick, Slick Steve told me that NFTs have never been hotter. Um, right, and but he did explain. He did when he explained it to you. He did make sure you knew they were called non fungible Travises. Yes, and, correct. And you liked that. Yeah. Well, I was talking to him at Kinko's, and I was like, "Yeah, just send yeah. out the NFTs." That's where they make NF. Here. That's where they make the NFTs. Yeah, at Kinko's. Kinko's. And he, so he said, "Yeah, I'll, I'll mail them to everybody." And I said, "Like email," and he said, "Sure, whatever." And I gave him <laughs> like a hundred bucks, and he said he'd do it. And he apparently sent out like a million of them. Um, but it was like a hundred to each person. I'm not sure how NFTs work. Um, yeah. but I do apologize for that. And this uh, was like when I joined Gross Nation, uh, which was Terry Gross's uh nation. Yeah. And uh <laughs> I bought a lot of what Terry Gross called PP vitamins. Uh-huh. Uh that Terry Gross said was gonna work super good good for, for everyone who enjoyed them. But Did was, they? I was I'm twenty thousand in the hole thanks to Terry Gross's PP medicine scheme. <laughs> were you, wait, were you supposed to buy Terry Gross's PP medicine and sell it to other people? This is that's where I think, it fell apart for Griffin. He he uh, just got he he got to the bottom of the pyramid and he was like, I love it here. This yeah. is actually perfect. I actually for feel me. very stable and supportive here at the bottom of the pyramid. Right now, Travis, you sound a lot like the DE agent that is investigating Terry Gross uh, for this whole ring. And so maybe examine yourself. Was it a ring or a triangle? It was a... Terry called it a sexagon. Oh, in a cool, winky way? Terry Gross is like, I think the first time... This was was in Slack, so it could have been a a good-natured typo that then Terry Gross felt like um, Terry Gross needed to stick with. That yeah, your uh, name is so good to say. 
Sometimes I just get so excited about recording this podcast with you guys. And that was yeah. really one of these times. As soon as I hit the record button, I was like, oh boy. Yeah. And that's why, because we did three shows last yeah. week. Thank three you. Three whole shows. Who came out. Yeah. To New York Comic Con. We appreciate you. And Philadelphia. Philadelphia, y'all are wild. Philadelphia scared about... me bad with the when energy. Did y'all hear the Philadelphia show? Did they? Was that, did we run that this week? Uh, I don't think so. I don't believe so. Man, that would have been that's impossible. The an audience has ever been at us, and it's just because I talked about Dolph Lundgren making up a chicken Philly sandwich, and that they were booing. You'll hear some things on that that show. That was a wild yeah. one. Fun energy though. Fun I energy. Love Fun it. Energy. it was right. It's like riding a Bronco. I felt like a heel. You know what I mean? Yeah. I felt like sure. One of the bad fucking bad gold wrestlers. Dust. Gold dust. Yeah. This is an advice show. Yeah. And I want to get into it. That's enough preamble. How many questions do you think we can do this week? Let's see, Trav. I have a four-year-old son I've recently shown the song Ghostbusters to. There is a line in the song about how busting makes me feel good. Very good. That he sings at the top of his lungs. I don't want to crush his Halloween spirit and stop playing the song for him, but I don't want my four-year-old talking about busting. How should I handle this? This is from Ghostbuster Greg in Tampa. Okay. Why not? Do you love ghosts? I don't understand why this would... Do you love ghosts and you hate the idea it's of them getting busted? Is fucking that fucking go woke, go broke, Dad? Like <laughs> we're allowed to. We're allowed. If we can't fan ghosts, where are we yeah. at, man? That's too loud, Trav. That's so loud. It's Sorry. really loud. I, you know how I get. It. I get passionate about this. You know I know. I, mean? I know. But that was like clipping a new character called Clipping Guy clipping Who Travis. Loves Ghostbusters, which I think we all got. Uh, around the time that the Ghostbusters remake came out. Yeah, we was that character this. from different people. Uh, the the song Ghostbusters by Ray Parker Jr. Uh-huh. Uh, do, th- this is a question that I don't, I've never thought about until now. Do you think that Ray Parker Jr., when he submitted, he slid across the desk, an audio cassette, this is my, this is my demo. Yeah. And they hit play. Do you think when they got to Bust It Makes Me Feel Good, do you think Ray Parker looked at the executives like, huh? Get it? And the executives yeah. said, this will go great with the scene where uh, Dan Aykroyd gets a blowjob from a ghost. Do yeah. you Perfect. think it's that? Or do you think he was like, I don't know, yeah. I guess like busting, like ghost busting, it makes them feel good yeah. to bust ghosts? You guys gave me like 10 any, minutes to do any it. Any innuendo planned yeah. or intended by Mr. Parker Jr.? Um, Planned? Planned. No. I'm not saying like people could read this as sexual. Do you think anyone was like, guys, this reads wildly sexual? And yeah. this is in a movie where a man gets a blowjob from a ghost. Did I don't think know? wildly sexual. I think he obfuscated the innuendo by using almost entirely the music from Huey Loses I Want a New Drug. So yeah. I think he was, they were like, yeah, I got a lot of questions. And he was like, is it about the bust in line? They said, no, no. That actually is not the biggest thing I want to discuss here, Ray Parker Jr. I would like to discuss how you just fully listed the entire music track. They, from- um, this is a Mandela effect thing, actually. Because okay. at no point in the song does Ray Parker Jr. actually say, Bust It Makes Me Feel Good. It's just a thing that everybody thinks that he says. Is, is that what it is? It's a Mandela. There's a classic um, Mandela, like the Berenstein Bears. You know, I'm... He actually says. Realizing. He actually says, "Justin makes me feel good." Yeah, uh, you should... <laughs> I'm now realizing there is a shot in the video 
where Ray Parker Jr., there's a woman sleeping in a bed in lingerie that she just pulled from her by an invisible man. Yeah. And then Ray Parker Jr., like an auto mechanic underneath a Ferrari, just slides out of nowhere to drop his bust and makes you feel good. I think maybe Ray knew exactly what he was doing. One might argue, Justin, that in the late 80s, early 90s, whenever this was exactly... They didn't um, care <laughs> that everybody was just so like, yeah, listen, this the world's great. We're all very rich. Cocaine flows like wine. Nothing's ever going to be bad again. Yeah, man, invisible man sleeping in your bed. I guess that's a job for the Ghostbusters. That line's always confusing. If not them. But the who? invisible man, not a ghost. Do you guys think that um, the Ghostbusters are listed on like contractor finding sites? Like yeah, Angie's list. Li- yeah, yeah, definitely. Are there competitors? Yeah, the ghost crankers. Uh- <laughs> ghost comers is yeah, another one. <laughs> Call us, Ghostgasm. Ghostgasm coming makes me feel great. <laughs> I love it. I enjoy orgasming to ghosts. Do you, guys tales. Think, Woo. do you guys ever think about the... Um, the celebrity cameos in the Ghostbusters video and get delighted all over again. No. This, the video, if you haven't watched it, has this ce- section where celebrities just pop up on a screen and say the word Ghostbusters with varying levels of enthusiasm. Oh, awesome. This list of people includes uh, uh, George Wendt, Al Franken, Danny DeVito, Carly Simon, Peter <laughs> Falk. Mm-hmm. Peter Falk's in there. Think about poor Peter Falk. Just, I don't Ghostbuster. I was one more Ghostbuster. The movie wasn't out. So no. everyone is like, hey, Peter Falk, look into the fucking camera and say the word Ghostbusters. <laughs> He's like, what is this? What could this be for? <laughs> Why do I have to say go- You say a lot of words into a camera, Peter. You say whatever we tell you right now. Yeah, we're okay. telling you ghost- Ghostbusters. You got it. Yeah. Let me get a second take of that. Ghostbusters. <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah. You got it. It was actually, uh, hauntingly, it was John Candy's last Ghostbusters video. Oh. And was it his first also? It's his first and last Ghostbusters uh, music video. Hey, you don't have to worry about this question asking because either the any teacher or whatever that this child says this around will immediately get the rest friends. Yeah. And yeah. like it's any such human, a right? Yeah, like and if they don't, that's actually on them. At this point, Busta makes me feel good, I think, has transcended knowing that like ever seeing the movie. Yeah, you're fine. You're fine. Also, um, when four year olds say shit like that, it's awesome and great. That's the other thing is even if they don't get the reference, it's always funny when a kid says something that they shouldn't say. Mm-hmm. Um, almost yeah. without exception, it it kicks ass. Don't you it's worry. one of the great pleasures of my life is how few. just Justin's children. It's one of the few pleasures <laughs> in my life is how Justin's children's always say things to him that they should that probably a child shouldn't say to an adult. Yeah, yeah. A, we don't do any of that. Uh, the, the filtering of language. We're pretty mm-hmm. open in our household. So I yes. figure daddy makes his living from yeah. working blue. The kids, should, if I had started working blue a lot younger, mm-hmm. we thought about this. Our parents deprived us of some of our best cursing years. Think about True. how good we would be at cursing now if we were allowed to start when we were And we're already five. pretty good at it. We're pretty oh my good God, at it. We, we try to make up for it um, with some on-the-job training. I'm a good boy who I don't, I don't curse a lot. Not yeah. like uh, okay, yeah. Mm. Proportionally, perhaps we've talked right, about this. We have, we have the numbers. Just um, let it fly. What? Just let the kid fly. Oh, I thought you were talking about the ghost again. Oh, and, I thought uh, you were telling you me were to just ghost curse away, curse yeah. away, Travis. Okay. Um. Hey, do, can we go to the wizard? 
because it's uh, it's a good one, I think. Oh, okay. okay. Um, Siobhan sent it in. Thank you. You know when you do that, you're retroactively saying, like, some of them are real shit, right? No, like, no, I mean, some of them just, uh, I, I, you know, I, I don't feel the same way about every single thing, Travis. I'm not a cyber, cyber man not or yet. anything like that. Give it time. Um, if the so, studios get what they want, we'll all be Cybermen. Am I right? Yes. Um, yes I'm not 100% dude. sure what the strike That's is what they want. They want to switch out our organs with cyber organs. Oh, no. Um, this is the Terry Gross PP medicine all over again. <laughs> I mean, PP vitamins. Sorry, did I say they, medicine? You can't call it medicine. Terry is going to be so fucking PO'd, guys, at me for PPO'd. saying that. Um, hey. Hey. How to enjoy Ferrero Rocher. Rocher. Ooh, Ooh. I have some strong thoughts about this. I bet you do. This delicious layered chocolate has led the best of us to wonder how best we can enjoy its goodness. It must be stated that eating this particular chocolate is equally a science and an art. Whoa, so it's a science? You, and an art. So if you want to become a master, you've come to the right place. Can we, just right now, take a second. When we were growing up, like, to me... There were these things that I was taught via television that yes. like, oh, this is that's the peak. That's I wasn't good enough. Billionaire billionaires eat these on their private jets. Yes. Right? Like that was <laughs> the just height of elegance. That it was that and serving cat food to cats on like crystal dishes. Where and, I was like, well, one day I'll be able to eat a Ferrero Rocher while I give my cat their little whatever Caesars on a crystal dish and I'll know I've made it. Right. It was those and those wild ice cream cakes that I can't remember the name. They had little ice cream cakes that drizzled. Vianetta. Vianetta, yes. I always saw that in Grey Poupon and I was just like, well, that's just, I'll never have that. Yeah, that's a layer of wealth. And Fancy Feast. Yeah. You serve it in the crystal dish. I love the crystal dish. I often thought I wish I ate that well. I I don't Um, know what's in the food, but I don't get crystal dishes and I'm a boy. When I had my first Ferrero Rocher in my twenty sixth year, yeah. Oh, what a del- Oh, what a delight that at was. the at the ceremony, <laughs> at the ceremony, the Rocher earning. Hey, step one. Step I mean, one. this fir- step one. Keep okay. your grades up. Step one. <laughs> Keep your grades up there. You gotta take the bottom wrapper off. Step one point five. Open the wrapping very carefully. Pull off the brown part gently while unwrapping the gold layer without tearing it. Unlike other wrappings, this one is not only too good to be destroyed, but can amuse you in your idle hours Wait. if you are into origami and paper folding. I don't want to brag, but I have some Ferrero Rocher in the house right now. Do you? I would I would kill Ferrero Rocher well, right now. Well, Teresa and I was recently on our 10-year anniversary, and the place that we went, we went to like uh, do like a couple spa day. And they were like, and here you go. And like sitting on the table in like the our like waiting room was some Ferrero Rocher. And they were like, oh. and that's for you. That's for you to take. And it was Whoa. like a box of like 50 of them. Holy and we're like, shit. okay. But that was on our last stop of the day. So then we did spend the rest of the day just like like a secret agent with like an important briefcase, like handcuffed to their wrist, just walking around with a box of Ferrero Rocher. Like, yeah, these I'm are ours. You haven't, I'm surprised you haven't torn those bad boys down yet. Oh, we're about halfway through. Oh, okay. Put them in the ground. Put them in the ground. Um, absorb the visual beauty of the perfectly spherical, divine nut sprinkled surface. They are not perfectly spherical. They're nut sprinkled. How can you say it? <laughs> no. Travis, if you blew up the Ferrero Rocher yeah. to Earth scale, it would be smoother than the smoothest pool ball ever constructed. Okay, well, you make an excellent point, Griffin. I, I simply can't I saw argue Neil with deGrasse that. Tyson say that on TikTok one time. Yeah. And 
and he knows Ferrero Rocher. So yeah, he does. Um, He's always eating them on camera, which is weird. Yeah, he's like every time Neil deGrasse Tyson does a thing, he's like. Um, to make my point, I'd love um the best visual thing I could do is related to Frere Rocher, and I might <laughs> make a few mistakes, so bring some extra, mm-hmm. and I will use that to demonstrate about meteors or fucking you <laughs> whatever know. dinosaurs. Who <laughs> whatever. the fuck cares? Bring eighty. I the guess in- what I'm saying is bring eighty. <laughs> the inertia of this Ferrero Rocher as it travels to my mouth. <laughs> that's not what inertia is. Uh huh. When yeah. it goes yeah, yeah. this fast. This is oh, where it becomes Ferrero Rocher <laughs> equals munch plus fl- flavor <laughs> equal what? Don't worry about it. Do you know who the fuck I am? Neil, we've cut. Neil, we've cut. <laughs> oh, okay, we've cut. Oops, I tripped onto the Ferrero Rocher again. Oh, no. <laughs> um, Sorry, I just got so, so delighted by that mental image. Inhale and soak in the aroma of the hazelnut chocolate that gently tickles your nose. Now, okay. It doesn't say inhale through the nose. So, and I need my instructions on Wiki how to be pretty explicit. It might be like both at the same time, right? You're trying, (gasps) let's see if you can get (laughs) it. Oh, I God, just gave myself hated that. a terrible headache. Yeah, yeah I too. hated doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm also, oh. as you're doing this, Griffin, I'm just picturing somebody sitting anywhere in public and I'm watching them do this step by step. I'm doing nothing. I'm ignoring my family. I have thrown my phone in the garbage can. Yeah. I am only watching this person delight. This is the filming sense. of the plastic bag in American Beauty of it's like, exactly well, this that. is. This oh, is shit. Enough. Oh, God, guys. Oh, fuck. Step five, exhale. I'm so sorry we didn't tell you guys that <laughs> oh, fast. Oh, God. You can't, you can't sit on it that long, Griff. Tragedy <laughs> struck today. <laughs> Tens of <laughs> listeners to the popular, well, formerly popular podcast, my brother, my brother, and me, have passed out while driving. Finally, it's time to move into the eating part of the experience. God, this step varies. This step varies from individual to individual, but there are two broad approaches under which most individual techniques fall. One, If you are patient by nature and prefer to savor something good slowly, then you will probably want to take the layer-by-layer approach. If you're a person who likes to take in something wonderful all at once, then you might take the pop-it-in approach. Layer-by-layer? Yeah. It's like the size of a quarter. What are you talking about? No, no, no. Like you bite the wafer layer. No, Justin... You remove the entire outer layer? You're about to say some really foolish shit. So why don't okay. you let the professionals at WikiHow tell you how to eat it layer by layer? Okay. One, start by carefully nibbling or licking the topmost layer. Chocolate oh, mixed God. with nuts. Oh, There's God. photos with all these that I won't show you guys. Because but I never actually want to eat a Ferrero Rocher again. Continue by savoring the next layers consisting of wafer and pure chocolate. Mm. Now, you if pre- you so- sa- savor those wafers <laughs> too long, then... Um, Thank you, by the way, my Python, the meaning of life for fucking up the way we say wafer for our entire life. For yeah, whole thank, life. You so thank you so much. Guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huge for uh, us. So huge. Uh, if you leave it in there too long, you get gummy. Yes, that's true. You miss out on that de- the de- delicate. Do you like it. ruining your Ferrero Rocher liar by liar? <laughs> We've got to. You got to <laughs> solver the wafer liar. If you solver the wafer liar. Uh, it's not a jawbreaker. This thing's gonna become. Bad in the mouth, I think, which is a crime to do to a Ferrero Rocher. Um, I'm so sorry. Step three, put the nut 
right into your mouth fully and crunch it down. Not Ooh. partially, fully into the mouth, crunch it down. Crunch with, it. With Does it say crunch it down? With which teeth? We'll circle back to that. We'll oh, come back to a, that. <laughs> for next time. The pop it in approach. Do you need help? Hey, do you need help to how to put in a candy into your mouth? It's called the pop it in approach. You know, there's probably just the well, one. Which step. hole? <laughs> which hole? I put it, it in, in my, my ear. I can't taste it. You're driving me crazy with this fucking gatekeeping. Start by this is just because you eat candy all the time, like some sort of dirty little raccoon. <laughs> doesn't do. mean that other people are so good at eating. Uh, what if it was like? I remember it was like, first off, take the carburetor out. You'd be, there's car guys who are like. Yeah. They would get that. Yeah. And listen, you know maybe I mean? there maybe there are some people, maybe they're on this podcast, who have never eaten like a complicated looking candy, like say a Toblerone, right? And they're afraid oh, yeah. to do it. You try because, to ah, uh, get it all you end up sideways. like having to go to the emergency room or something. You don't know yeah. what you're doing. No, right? No, how much no, do no, I, or they, how much do they um, unwrap at a time? Like how many chunks is normal? Yeah, I'll actually say it, Trav. There's no pleasing bite of a Toblerone. There's no yeah. pleasant amount of wedges you put in your mouth and you're like, oh, good. Bad shape. It's triangle. It's a bad shape. Um, they fall off the shelves <laughs> all the time because of the stupid shape. Uh, it feels like putting a like a tortilla, like a, 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 a Dorito in your mouth, point up. Uh, yes. <laughs> Closing your mouth on it. No good, Toblerone. So unpleasant. Try Just again. Get a symphony. Just get a symphony bar. Check okay? this out. It's Toblerone. Flat. That's a circle. That's a circle. That's a circle. Make a round candy bar. Make a like round a candy. Roots. No, candy I don't goes, mind. I don't circular. mind a, a challenge, a toffee. Give me a heave. Give me a score. I'll work Absolutely. at it. I'll work at I, it. Because I can make my mouth also like yeah, candy bar shape. And I find Perfect. it in my teeth uh, later. You're turning yourself a, a real gift farm today. <laughs> dear, if, I mean, you're you're going to be living with these. If Tom, if Tom decides to get this into the cloud, you're going to be <laughs> ruined. I'm a heath bar vending machine right now. And receptacles <laughs> right in there, making mouth look Leave like a heath bar. Like take a heath bar. It's like a child puzzle where you hammer the shapes into the things. That's a heath. Griffin went reverse viral on TikTok. Videos of him, images of him being deleted from the internet at an incredible speed. Um, start by popping the entire Ferrero Rocher candy in your mouth. I already ate the fuck. What do you it's mean? Gone. I already ate the nut in one bite. No, no, no. That's to- that's if you take the Larimar Larimar approach, Justin. Yeah. This is if you poop it in. <laughs> this is poop it in. Sink your teeth in so that the outermost layer and the wafer layer crack, spilling the liquid chocolate into your mouth. One, that is, that that's is not, not, not a gusher. It, this person hasn't eaten one. No. <laughs> this is how they plan to eat their first, <laughs> this is the first one. This is their fan fiction for Ferrer Rocher. Yeah. <laughs> Scrape the metal filings yeah. out of the center. That <laughs> now uh, the- avoid the avoid the elf that lives in the middle that punishes attackers. <laughs> it will be spicy, and that'll scare you. That's okay. When the hot soup comes into your mouth from the inside, it's so good. Um, so, oh god. Okay, so you've cracked. Just check in. You guys have cracked open the waffle liar, yeah, and spilled the liquid chocolate into your mouth. Yeah, yeah. Good, good, good. Next to what I want you to do, and this is the most important part, is to roll the nut over in this tasty mixture until all the chocolate dissolves and all the nuts are finely ground by your teeth. <laughs> We're gonna have to put an <laughs> NC seventeen rating on this episode. <laughs> That's, that's what this person has just described is chewing and 
that that makes food i love it is so exciting to eat a ferrero rocher you just made chewing kind of horrifying in a very like uh body horror-esque way like yeah i know that's what's going on in there but i don't have to see it because i chew with mm-hmm. my mouth closed like a yeah. little gentleman i don't like it anymore um chewing swallow I'm getting less this is actually like Helping me to want one less. Oh my god! I yeah. never, uh, guys, you're not even seeing the pictures. I never <laughs> want to eat one of these fucking guys again. At the beginning, I was so excited that I had them in the house, and now I'm wondering, like, can I throw it away can, without anyone yeah, noticing? Can I get them out of the house? Um, I want to make things clear. There's four steps left in this article, and each one is not being made up by me, Griffin McElroy. Okay. I'm not this good. Step four: swallow. Be careful to swallow everything except the nut. What? Step five. Savor the rough surface of the nut before letting your molars Jesus. sink in, crushing it into tiny bits which form the sweetest aftertaste and then swallow. So the molars. The molars is the answer. You okay, Juice? I think Justin's calling the police. Molars was the answer. Molars are the strong <laughs> nut crunching teeth that um, God gave us to crunch the milk. Okay, so it's. Uh, what are the front ones? The, the bicuspid? Whatever. Front teeth. Frogs are useless to me. That, no, you got to gnaw away. You got to gnaw away the uh, the outer nut chocolate layer with your front teeth. Then yeah. use your incisors, your fangs, to yeah. release the chocolate from That's around what you the used nut. To pierce the shell yeah. in order to yeah. release the chocolate soup, and then you use the tube in those to suck the chocolate through. Yeah, the exactly. <laughs> and then the molars to crush the nut. Right. Mm. And then the tongue to dance well, it all around. Well, you skip the part where you r- playfully roll the nut around in the um, chocolate nut mess that you made in your mouth by chewing. Mm. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, yeah, yeah. do they include what moans and other noises you should make while you do that, or is that just dealer's choice? Oh, Trav, there's two more steps. Uh, step six, keep your mouth closed. And lick your teeth keep to remember. Up, keep your mouth closed. Keep your t- <laughs> mouth closed. Keep your grades See up. See something? Keep your mouth fucking keep shut. Keep your mouth Ferrero Rocher. <laughs> lick your teeth. To remember the exquisite piece of enjoyment just experience. What did I just do? <laughs> what did I just do? Why does my mouth feel like this? Oh, yeah. What I happened? must remember. Oh, yes. I found a, a nut piece. What a delightful treasure I have left for myself. <laughs> Excuse me, everyone. I need complete silence. I'm revisiting the memory of eating a furnish share. I have seconds ago. I have discovered one of the tiny nut bits that I crushed into my molars oh, after shavering the rough back. surface of the nut. Hey, did you uh, brush your teeth tonight, babe? Uh, I did not. I feel there are still a few glorious scraps somewhere in there. And Sweet, I can't precious br- memories all. Baby, that was <laughs> three days ago. I'll buy you more Ferrero Shades. Uh, now you don't understand. Would the, no. It was that simple. I found the process of eating the first one so exhausting. Mm-hmm. That I dare not. I dare not. Took me f- it again. Took me forty-five minutes to enjoy yeah, one of these little nut mysteries with one hand on the mouse and one hand on the candy. The whole time, it was quite a feat. In but retrospect, I, I should have read through the whole article before beginning instead of doing it cold. But alas, here we are, and I'm sorry I missed the birth of our child. There is one step left. What do you guys think it is? Moan. Justin. Uh, bye. Um. Get another one back no. to start and repeat. Incorrect. No, guys, meditate. Throw your trash away. Meditate. Nuh-uh. Get the. No matter out. what means you take to the end, this last step 
is common to all. This is the meditation step. God damn it. The layer by layer of follow <laughs> The layer by layer followers already sample this in their stages, but a more wholesome pause is needed to recollect and remember the wonderful experience. I hate what this that you are not making this up is f- baffling to me, Griffin. I am really I'm having a hard time with this one. People are trying to be present and connect with themselves in this sweet chocolate right now. So this last step is vital because thinking of how good the chocolate was leads to a repetition of all the above steps, thereby doubling your already heightened pleasure. Thank you so much. Namaste, WikiHow. Thank you so much. Namaste. That's, I hate that's this. very – we could all learn something from that is that you don't need to eat 25 Ferrero Rochers. You can just eat one and remember it over and over again each time going into your mind palace. My mind palace is just one big Ferrero Rocher I ate once back in 2014. Like a James of the Giant Peach kind of thing and you're living in there? I can make it be whatever size I want. I can make it, look, watch Trev. It's real small, but there's a thousand of them. I did that in my mind, in my Ferrero Rocher mind palace. Oh, wow. You guys ever try the other other ones, the pretenders to the throne? No. Is there like a Lego brick inside? There's the the, the white chocolate one. Gross. Uh, what are those called? You know, the other Faux Rero Rocher. No, oh, no, no, good, like Trav. the good one. All they got that, you know, like they're white. They're so good. What are they called? <laughs> Tastations. <laughs> no. What are they called? Guys? Oh, they're white. Ones? Oh, they're called the Money Raffaello. Zone. Raffaello. No, they're called Raffaello. the Money Zone. No, the Money Zone. The Money Zone is what they're called. They're called the, the Money, Money Zone. zone. Presented by Raffaello. You got something in your heart, a dream, a wish, a I plan, do. a scheme, yeah, any of it. Whatever you want to do. No, a not murmur, a murmur, a little machine that makes it go fast or slow depending on how fast you need to run. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Extra vows for safety's sake. No one Mar- knows. Uh, Dennis Quaid. There, you, just let me. Okay. You know? Turbo just vein, turbo veins. Turbo vein, another smaller heart. Uh, yeah. What? Whatever the liquid that Bane used to get Oh, strong. yeah, yeah, yeah. Little hey, venom. Listen. Maybe gorilla parts. Adrenaline shot from John Travolta. Whatever it is. <laughs> Whatever it is. It's all kinds of things in there. It's a marvel. You got to make a website about it if you want anybody to take you seriously. If you don't have a website, you're the joke of the town. Without a website, you're the joke of the town. But if you don't know how to make a website, good news is on the horizon. Because our friends at Squarespace, well, probably the longest time supporter of this podcast and only this one they don't advertise anywhere else yeah yes if you've heard about them you've heard about them here just from us Uh, they love our shit man but it's a really great it's a really great service if you don't have experience building websites or maybe you have you found it too complex or you don't think you know how to make a really good one that looks very professional uh squarespace is the service they have professional website designers that make templates where you just bring in your images bring in your text and they're going to help you make it look Great. If you have an idea, Squarespace is going to help you bring it into the digital world. That's a that's amazing. That's a gift. Mm-hmm. They're like this Morpheus. They're like class. they're Morpheus from the Matrix. Yeah, if you want to sell stuff you, too. That's no problem. You're that, Neo. That's from no the problem. They got a huge suite of tools. Fantastic customer service. Whatever you need, Squarespace has your back. And you can try it yourself. Go to squarespace.com/slash my brother for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code my brother. Save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Do you guys know why Spider-Man loves Squarespace so much? Oh, something about the web? He loves building websites. 
I hope <sighs> to God that you would in some way subvert, subvert that. Yeah. Something, man. Nope. I really Something felt in there. like you were. I was all primed for some Travis Gold. No, nope. yeah. that was pyrite if I ever heard. Hey, it. you know what? I love you guys. Why does Spider-Man love Squarespace so much? Why? Because of their best-in-class fluid website design system. Because of their incredible video editor suite. Like, you could have said so many things that Squarespace would have paid us for. You know hey what guys, I mean? guys, just, I don't want, we're off their dime. At this point, I don't You're want right. to say anything else nice about Squarespace. Let me take the punch card out of that one. Walk yeah. over to NetSuite. <laughs> hey, <laughs> do you know why Spider-Man loves NetSuite? <laughs> why is that true? Well, it's because, you know, you're falling behind. He's a small business owner. He's a small business owner. He's trying to get pictures of Spider Man, pictures of himself. That's that's hard when you're by yourself. It shouldn't be. If he's Spider Man, it should be pretty fucking easy to take. He should be best equipped to do this job more than If he's turning in selfies, you don't think J. Jonah Jameson would be like, wait, what the fuck? These are, oh, wait a minute. And so if this is you, if this sounds like you, then you should know these three numbers. 36,025-1, Spider-Man. Yeah. 36,000. That's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. It's, it's also how many people that the Green Goblin has killed. And this is why true. we need Spider-Man more than ever. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. So does Tobey Maguire, the original Spider-Man. Happy 25th birthday, Tobey. And one, because your business is one of a kind, so you get customized solutions to all your KPIs. That's key performance indicators, which Spider-Man loves. In one efficient system with one source of truth, manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. <laughs> it doesn't have the key performance indicators highlighted, Trav. I think that's just in case it's there for you, in case it's, you're That's a secret, dumb. Travis. <laughs> doesn't no. know what a KPI is. I, of course, know yeah. and love yeah. KPIs. I just know I that whenever Spider-Man captures uh, like the Rhino, he's like, "I couldn't have done it without NetSuite's KPIs." Right. right, and so I just want to make sure everybody knows because it's everything you need all in one place. Just like Spider-Man, he's got everything yes. you need all in one place. NetSuite is kind of the Spider-Man of tools for your business. Right, right, and so just like Spider-Man was unprecedented before he came around. At that point, no one had thought about combining the powers of spiders and the like right. fallibilities yeah. of it's a like teenage Spider-Man's man's famous utility belt. Yeah, uh-huh. got all the tools. And with great uh, power free. comes great key performance indicators. Indeed. Is what my uncle Ben told me before he died tragically on the toilet. I do I do still feel bad about that. <laughs> Why did I let that robber into his bathroom? I don't know, man. I feel bad. He said I'm gonna kill your Uncle Ben while he's on the toilet. And he said I said he's not my Uncle Ben, he's Griffin's by marriage. Yeah, and, he's, and he said, "Whether oh. or not you let your uncle Ben get killed on the toilet is a key performance indicator. <laughs> he's indicating how well you're protecting your uncle Ben yeah. in a really key fashion. Maybe if Uncle Ben hadn't kicked my ass up and down the wrestling ring, <laughs> Uncle Ben is ready. <laughs> I thought Sam Raimi took a lot of liberties, but I loved that change. Remember when Peter Parker wrestled with Uncle Ben so hard that he killed him, and then he yeah. Fight crime. Yeah, <laughs> and then he said the rest of the movie because like I feel responsible, and Aunt May was like, "You are responsible. You are. <laughs> you did. You did it. You tombstoned him so hard. He <laughs> Several collapsed. times. He <laughs> Several times. Bruce Campbell begged you to stop, 
And you just kept going. You kept tombstoning <laughs> Grim Uncle Ben. You t- you tombstoned him thirty six thousand times. He blew his spot. He blew his spot. He said, yeah. "Old man, he blew his spot." I told him to get out of the game. Yeah. You made him look all flat, like a wily e. coyote manhole cover. <laughs> yeah. Why would you do that? And to then him? you're like, I just feel like it was my fault. Yeah, Spider Man. It was. So right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash brother. That's netsuite.com slash brother to get your own KPI checklist. netsuite.com slash brother. Please don't tell them about this ad. Thank you so much. Please. Guys, sometimes this show makes me laugh so hard that I cry so hard that my glasses fog up. That's great. That's a great sign. It's a key performance indicator of comedy. Of our show. I sh- I meant to leave some silence at the end of the ad for the whole boardroom of NetSuite to stand up and start slowly applauding. Yeah, like, right. Money well spent. We they can do that. Job. They can do that right here. People say not to judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree. Which is why here on Just the Zoo of Us, we judge them by so much more. We rate animals out of 10 in the categories of effectiveness, ingenuity, and aesthetics, taking into consideration each animal's true strengths, like a pigeon's ability to tell a Monet from a Picasso or a polar bear's ability to play basketball. Guest experts like biologists, ecologists, and more join us to share their unique insight into the animal's world. Listen with friends and family of all ages on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get podcasts. It's the final week of Co-Optober. I'm Kira Gowan, Ad Operations Specialist, and I'm here with... Daniel Barwella, Technology and Data Specialist. To cap off National Co-Op Month, we're sharing how worker-owned co-ops can benefit their communities. Read about it in our newsletter or on social media at MaxFunHQ. We're also trying to do our part. We're volunteering at our local food bank this week, and we encourage you to volunteer in your area, too. On Friday, we're announcing the donation that you helped raise in the post-Max Fund Drive sticker sale, going to five food banks across the U.S. And we want to make sure you know that this is your last chance to get our limited edition Co-op Launch Crew merch. Grab a pin, hat, shirt, or hoodie before they disappear at the end of the month. Details on merch, resources for volunteering, and all things Co-Optober can be found at MaximumFun.org slash Co-Optober. That's C-O-O-P-T-O-B-E-R. Thank you so much for your support and have a great Co-Optober. All right, here's another question. Let's do another question. Here's one. I am a therapist, the mental health kind who has some stomach issues at times. Normally, I take my morning constitutional between Mm -hmm. eight and nine o'clock sessions. By then, my coffee's in full effect and things Mm -hmm. simply go smoothly. Sometimes, though, my IBS and coffee tag team me. On rare occasions, I have to excuse myself mid-session to take care of my urgent business. What is the most elegant or least embarrassing slash damaging way to politely excuse myself and return to session? Therapy is supposed to be about the client, so I don't want to turn my poop problems into a deal and take away from their therapy. That's from Counselor Cramp by Crap. I have no fucking clue. I can't relate to this one. Weirdly, like, I usually can find some foothold 
in the questions that we receive on this show. This one's got me flying. I you tell know, you, uh, guys, yeah. be, I I think I, yesterday I was talking with, I don't want to name drop here, but my friend Felicia Day, and uh-huh. she was describing expertise in exactly this scenario. That is She wild. was like, I, if anyone ever needed help with this thing, I'd yeah. love to be there. She's, I think she's got something to promote, so let me try to call her. Okay. Wait, why did you was have to press numbers again? Was that what are you doing? Bring, 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 bring. Hello. Hi. Hi, Hi Felicia. This is Justin McElroy. Oh, hi, Chaz. Hey, uh, can, can we talk about Fourth Wing again? Oh my God. Oh my Zayden. God, Zayden. Uh, you guys, you Zayden can't talk here. about Fourth Wing again. We have important pressing business. Yeah. All right. We'll have to have a, a, just a spinoff podcast of just. Me and Justin. Well, I think there's a good amount of people that would listen to Justin McRae, Felicia Day's fourth wing fan. <laughs> hey, the sequel's almost out. Ah! You only have to do one fifth, episode and then fifth? another one this fall. We're good. It's easy. It's is, easy it is it fifth wing? Is it is the prequel? Do you see the lack of entertainment that we are displaying? <laughs> yeah. Like this isn't something to joke you. around. Do you yeah. know the, this is not the peril the kingdom's in? And you're gonna Felicia, <sighs> do you know anything about Ibs? Because this question asker has Ibs, I guess, and um, oh, we talking they- IBS. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I know a lot. Oh, I'm such an expert in this. This is amazing. Did you know I had poop problems too? What? No, I didn't. No, Trump said he is- did, but I didn't believe him. I knew. Okay, okay. I you do because I've seen you at a bunch of conventions. Yeah. For some well, reason, you don't. I barely see you. I barely see you at conventions because you're always in and out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Suddenly you just like okay. jump up and go, I gotta go, and you run out of the room. The problem with the three of us is everybody's always calling us the normal poop brothers. Yeah. Because it's yeah. all like, oh, it's really bad. So normal and, and yeah. So like, uh, it's a therapist who sometimes has to excuse themselves like during the session to Ooh. go. Drop ass and and I wanted to see like sort Drop of ass. What, what you uh, what you would advise them about how to like a cool chill way of of swinging that. So I think we need to first start with some empathy since it's a therapist and think about that everybody's poop is not the same and I think a lot of people don't understand that. Okay, can you yeah. zero in on that? Speak on that, please. Are you guys like? A 9 a.m. or, you know, do you have like a 24-hour poop cycle in your life where you're just like, I know I'm going to need to go after my coffee, right after well, breakfast? Mine, is, you ask mine is more of a monthly month- cycle, but. A monthly, that's great. <laughs> mine is um, after I drop my kids off at school, I smash through the door of my home like the Incredible Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> And, and barrel through the hallway, leaving claw marks, ripping photos down yeah. <laughs> as I sprint in a mad dash against fate just to try to reach my toilet. This is, that's, and that's every day for me. That's wow. my daily session. If I venture more than 30 minutes away from my home, and then upon returning, like the animals in um, uh, you know, the amazing journey where the dogs come back and the cat comes back, that's my that's my gut to the toilet. My gut is so excited. It's wow. it's basically wagging its proverbial tail, and there's there's no time uh to celebrate getting home. Time to go. I I'm just after breakfast, after dinner. One in, one out. Okay. I, you, you're a, a two poo a day? That's incredible. That's like feels excessive, but okay. It, my body is a food bag, and when <laughs> food goes in the food bag, food 
it has to, there has to be room in the food bag. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Okay. Like, so, yeah, there's two. two. One time, uh, after getting a massage, uh, the therapist was trying to sell me things, uh, as often happens, and they asked me how many bowel movements I have a day, and I said one. And they said, ah, the problem is, you eat three meals a day, and you're only having one bowel movement a day. So you're getting stuff backed up. And I didn't have the heart to tell this person, like, hey, that means that over my lifetime, what you're presupposing is, there's thousands of BMs backed up in my body. I don't think that's how that works. If I if I slam a quick bag of Doritos when no one's looking, a little snack size kid bag, I'm not gonna have a snack size kid poop later. That's not no, the way Justin, because yeah. you turn it no. you turn it into fuel to make jokes. Yeah, and Doritos like, are yeah. one for one fuel. There's no leftover. There's <laughs> it's what about Cool Ranch. Oh, there's a Is little cool bit. Cool Ranch left. So it's more of a drama. Yeah, that's for dramatic. <laughs> cool Ranch for drama. Nacho cheese for comedy. That's what we've always said. Right. <laughs> well, anyway, IBS is it, it's a it's a lower bowel. Thing. I'm not a doctor, and I'm going to talk about a lot of things that it's like, Felicia, you're not a doctor. I'm going to do it anyway. So IBS is when you have loose stool, all right? So you really just got to go. And as someone who's worked the last two months on my poop to do the opposite, mm-hmm. okay? So I, I'm going to I'm going to get graphic here, and oh, I really please. hope people plug their ears. Don't picture it. I, uh, for some reason, because I was on a lot of antibiotics a couple years ago or whatever, I developed this thing called SIBO, which is an overgrowth of bad bacteria in my lower intestine, which causes either slip inside ploops, like the IBS person sure, you're talking sure. about. You got you can't keep them in. You poop after you eat immediately. Or you got them stopped up. I got oh, the stopped man. up time, okay. okay? So I took a poop test about two months ago to try to deal with this. And you're supposed, okay, have you ever done a poop test, you guys? Is it multiple yes. choice? Uh, no, no. It's where you poop in what looks to be like a tater tot container. Yeah. And then you scoop the little pieces <laughs> Wait, of poop. Wait, sorry. sorry. Quick bookmark. That meant <laughs> yeah. nothing. Just a quick yeah. bookmark. That that I've never had a bespoke <laughs> container for my tater tots. <laughs> tater tot container does not... Uh, it doesn't convey <laughs> ideas. Is what I'm I've received tater tots. In, I've received tater tots in so many different vessels. Yeah, we're not California elite. Um, is there a thing? Do you guys say in California, do you have things like one might put a deviled egg in, but for individual to toss? All right. Listen, you go to the fair, yeah. you get the little paper thing with the red stuff on the outside, sure. and they either give you a okay. hot dog or a tater tot or some no, kind of- No, paper boat. Paper boat. They, I didn't know they had a Midwest term for it. I think that's okay. just Griffin's oh. term for it. <laughs> okay. Anyway, okay, they now said- it, From now on, it's just called a poop test boat. It's okay. a better name for Can it. Can you give me uh, the corn dog in the poop test boat? Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what we should do <laughs> yeah. at the next fair. Anyway, so they send you this and like nine vials, and you're supposed to poop into this precision poop, into this small paper vessel, and you're supposed to use a little spoon to scoop little pieces of your poo awesome. into all the vials, mix them up, and then send them to see what your vial Wait, is. Wait, mix okay? them up to confuse them? Like, you'll never guess. Play <laughs> <laughs> quick shell game. If I had that much control over my bowels to, like, precision poop, I wouldn't need this test. It's true. Yeah. It was very harrowing to, like, just, like, I think I was under my butthole, but I wasn't oh, sure. I and I'm like, just, yeah. like, let's hit it. Hopefully, but don't pee in it afterward. It's like a lot of coordination down there. You're gonna want to. You're gonna. It's gonna feel right, but you can't. <laughs> you can't do It'll, it. you gotta send that to pee scientists. That's a whole different discipline. They didn't go to pee di- doctor Whole different. T- whole different paper boat. Anyway, so then I my I'll just I'll just be transparent. My poops were so hard. Have that you I been holding back up till now? <laughs> yes. <laughs> wow. Okay. My poops were so hard. I just had to plop them in. Because it was like, 
They, I couldn't even dig into them with the spoon. You had to I get had a serrated so knife. Hard. <laughs> yeah, I had to have a cleaver. Hey, honey, bring the laser engraver over here. I got a sin. <laughs> it's like ASMR videos of people using like high strength uh, water jets to like cut through a uh, uh, nickel or something. So Justin you're, looks so You're preparing so your concerned. droppings to roast for coffee, and what what happens next? <laughs> it's like a civet. All right. <laughs> Uh, anyway, I send it in. My microbiome is so bad. I don't have any acidophilus. Like, it's bad. Yeah. So I have to go through this uh, eight-week diet to try to get rid of the SIBO stuff. And all these supplements, I have a naturopath, integrative medicine person helping me. I have to tell you right now, I'm a 24-hour pooper, and it's a nice texture, and it's fine. No, and I just, wait. Hold on. You can't. Hold on. That That's not good. Do you mean every you 24 mean hours or just 24 hours, seven, seven days a week? You're pooping a little bit all that time. <laughs> no, no, no. That would be terrible. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, once a day. Okay, I'm a 9 a.m. pooper. That's great. Anyway, I just want to tell you that if you have poop problems- there is a solution. Just be aggressive. Yeah. There's probably something wrong with your diet or whatever, and be aggressive about fixing it. I'm not saying IBS is easy to fix. I'm just saying this is an issue that a lot of people deal with, and I have a lot of sympathy for this therapy. And if you're going right? to take That's health care advice from any podcast, this is it's, the one. It's this one right this here. Is this is it. I want to throw this out. Hmm. That, ooh, you've given me a lot to think on. I'm going to have to think it, step into my thinkatorium for a few minutes. Oh, you yes, step away. You're the good. therapist. It's such a good point they've made. You're like, mm-hmm. gosh, that's really. Oh, yeah. No I one's ever had this issue before. You're more fucked up than anything I've ever heard. I don't need to think on this. It may have let me take this newspaper with me just in case my brain um, catches well, fire. I do have to. Shout out to whoever your nine o'clock appointments are because they have certainly noticed at this point they're in the waiting room. It's like, I've got a, th- a great therapist. Every time right before my appointment, they blast out of the bathroom. <laughs> just, just, they're always in there. They're always in the can and they blast out of the can and come and give me the help. Follow me. I, this honestly, way. Would, I think it would be very affirming. If a therapist, yes. I've I've given them all of my like my quirks and foibles. I would love to know there's a real human being on the other side of the. No, I no, I'm going to disagree with you. Okay, I'm sitting there telling you about my problems with my parents, and you're like, "Gotta go poo." I need I need a better preamble. I need a setup. I need an exit line. You know. Yeah. So what I would do is be like, you know, I have to take. I need to take a break right now. I'll be back in one minute, but I want to leave you with this thought. Mm-hmm. And then you leave them kind of thinking about something in a profound way and mm, let it linger. Yes. And then maybe in their mind, they'll be like, wow, they're such a good therapist that they gave me space to really contemplate this one thing a bit longer than we would normally. Also, so they were kind of shaking and sweating when they left. They're okay. <laughs> <laughs> My tummy. The last thing they said to me, I'll never forget. They said, fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> oh, fuck, oh, fuck. Oh, no, not again. Would you buy this if the therapist is like, I can tell you're being guarded with me right now, and that's understandable. I want to try something new that I read about where I want you to keep speaking on this, but I'm actually going to step out of the room because I need you Mm -hmm. to have the vulnerability of just like speaking your open, true, Mm -hmm. honest mind. And I will step back mm -hmm. in whenever I feel like it's time. But that's you can only use that one time. Like they can't do it every week. 
You know what I'm saying? You yeah. could be like, yeah. I'm gonna oh, do. Oh, that's true. That's true. It's you not could repeatable. Put a one off. Yeah, that's a one off. You're gonna need to or, put a porta potty in your office. Call it the confessional <laughs> booth. You're gonna dress it up. You're gonna say like, Hey, I can tell you're having a whole hard time saying this to me face to face. I'll step into the confessional booth. You speak through the grate, but please put the sound deafening headphones on. It is so I, important you put the headphones on. I think a big issue here is that, and mental health professionals are, are are heroes, but whenever you are in their service, the price per minute ratio mm. of that work is considerable. <laughs> and so yep. if they just, if you just slip them a 20 and prepay at the pump a little bit, slip them a 20 or like if it's going to be pretty bodacious a couple 20s yeah. and then you <laughs> wow. to, to pop out bodacious yeah so you would say you, you're like hey the bad news is i have to go poop but the good news is yeah this one's on my dime yeah don't worry right I'm not i poop on the bad. company dime don't worry about it yeah um that could work if it's remote you could just do the jacket over the head and phone thing uh, while you sit on the toilet, because no one, no one's. Yeah, I don't out. know why my camera's not working. Uh, oh, I mean, we're all, I can't see any of you below the waist right now. That's true. So, like, yeah. I don't know what you're doing. I don't know what's under your chair. Also, can I just ask you guys if you would be willing to share? Have you had a situation where you were not near a bathroom, you had to poop so badly, you were contemplating alternative methods to evacuate? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, well, um, okay. Um, all right. Has it, okay. It's the question. Sorry to to narrow it down a little bit. Are you saying has this ever happened while we were recording the podcast? Because the answer to that is yes. Yeah, <laughs> that is a yes. Well, are you just asking? Has there uh, ever been a time in our lives where we thought there's no way we can make it to a bathroom? Time for Plan right. B. Yes. Okay. I'm not asking if you did Plan B. I'm asking, did were you like, I'm at the point where I have to think about alternative methods. Yes. I, and I, the other day, it, I did make it to the restroom. But because I'm on so too much magnesium, probably, yeah. I literally saw a, like a garbage can. Mm-hmm. I was like, can I get up there to sit? Yeah. But yeah. I didn't have to do that. That's I, what I'm just wondering. I, if, if I'm the yeah. person. I once, okay. I once shit my pants a quarter mile from a Wendy's that I was desperately <laughs> trying to get to. And my... My family was in the car with me and they all knew about it. And there was a big crowd in the restroom of the Wendy's. And I left oh, my no. I left my underwear there at the, at the Wendy's. Um and oh, I no. can't ever go to that Wendy's again. And I yeah. and my kids still talk about it to this day, <laughs> mostly because my wife makes them and it was I mean I wish I could say that was the worst one. It's just the worst one I will talk about on a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> That's beautiful. Thank you. Oh, well. I see. Griffin looks half the time like he's horrified at you guys. I just will say. Yeah. That. Yeah. No, it's just that that I you know what it is, Felicia. I'll I'll park the curtain for you. I'll put the tiger right up on the table and yell at it. I know that's not even the worst Justin story. Yeah. Like I <laughs> Yeah. I was born witness to oh. this to this not tragic event. Born witness. That's like very, we don't need to unpack this in, in front fact, of God and everyone not, and Felicia not, too. Uh, yeah. Let's not do this in front of Felicia Day. She was in the guild. <laughs> she was in the not, guild. She was featured prominently in Supernatural. Please, hey, guys. Yeah. Yeah. I, Felicia, I have this whole. I didn't do like an introduction because of the phone call. Uh, cafe. Now, when you tell people like when people are like I'm Felicia Day, I am this. What do you tell them? What do you tell people you do? 
I do a lot of stuff on the internet. Okay. I really, I downplay it because I'm an actor. I do a lot of stuff on the internet. Let's not talk about it anymore. But you were on Buffy. You could pull that out. That's recognizable. You're an actor. Like, that feels old. Yeah. That feels old now, right? I would, I mean, I would definitely bring it up in every conversation I ever had from <laughs> for the rest of my I'm life. I'm an official yeah. slayer. Yeah. I'm I mean, a slayer and a hunter. Right? Officially. Yeah. Our, okay, the cool. one television show we uh, featured in predominantly, uh, the network went under shortly thereafter. We still talk about it. And that yeah, was like seven it. years ago. Myself. We bring that shit up all the yeah. time. We struggle with that to to, inter- to figure out the way to explain. I, uh, saying entertainer feels bad. No, yeah. and content creator feels oh. really gross. That's why I switched to influencer now. Just it's easy. Oh, no. Yeah, hey, Trav, t- come t- on. Tell me about Third Eye. Oh, Third Eye. That's so funny that you wanted to ask about it's that. It's the prequel to Fourth Wing. Fourth. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Fourth Wing. Satan. Third Eye is the work. It's a trilogy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I got to tell you, we have to do, I have to call you after I read the sequel as soon as it's out and yeah. then I'll call you and okay. then we're just going to talk, right? Yeah, sounds good. All right. We'll do an Third audiobook. Is... We'll do a pirated audiobook. <laughs> 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 oh, oh my God. Will you be Zayden? Yeah, I'll be Zayden. Yes. Yeah, Felicia will yeah. read everything else and Justin will read Zayden. Just Zayden. <laughs> Third Eye is a project I've worked on for five years. It is an audio, it's a TV for your ears. It's a television show and audio, or you could think about it as a fully performed audio book. It's seven hours. It is about a chosen one who fails and gets her life blown up when this girl enters her life again. It's a, a fantasy adventure comedy, and it has a lot of really cool people in it. Neil Gaiman, Will Wheaton, Sean Astin, London Hughes, Lily Pichu, Weird Al does a cameo, and that's 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 it. It's my baby, and it's on Audible. Audible.com slash Third Eye. What can, what more can I tell you? How satisfying about that is it or to poop? have that like in the in the public world now after five years? That must feel great. I mean, everything's always a letdown for me. I mean, mm. <laughs> that's that is the title of your memoir. So yeah. I should have guessed. Yep. Follow up <laughs> question, uh, Felicia. How worried are you that your actual daughter will hear you refer to Third Eye as your baby? Oh, no. Um, she doesn't refer to herself as a baby. I'm sure oh, okay. you know from your kids. It's like six years old. It's like, I'm not a baby. Oh, my six-year-old mama. teenager? Is that what you mean? Oh. Who practices poses and practices disgusted sound reactions? Like, ugh, ugh. In oh, the no. mirror? You mean that? Six-year-old? Yeah. Um, I wanted to, before we leave, uh, Felicia, and this is such a bad time to bring this up, but... Have you ever heard of Daniel Benzali, who was on a show called Murder One? Daniel Benzali was, he was the original star of a show called Murder One, Stephen Botchko produced. And um, he was the original lead of the show, but he was uh, fired after the first season. And in his memoir, Stephen Botchko described how this happened, is that Daniel Benzali would be late to work every single day because he had to poop at home before he got to the set. And so Steven Bochco eventually was like, you can't keep doing this. You have to poop here. And he said, I can't poop here. I have to poop at my house. And Steven Bochco is like, I will have to fire you from this television program. And he's like, you don't understand. I'm going to have my morning poop at home. And it's a good bathroom. And then I will come into work. He was fired after the first season. Because Are you kidding? Refused, refused, and it was that timing too. It was like, I gotta, I ha, I'm that regular, but it is going to be at home. <laughs> and then I will make the trip in. 
As Wait. someone who had to take several ten twos, where we made the the my brother, my brother and me show inside of a old, closed down and haunted men's uh, menswear store, <laughs> I relate to this person sound, intensely, sound, and I, I will accept no. I had guys a, on the on the first day of our shoot were like, "This is the first TV show we've ever done." They're like, "Guys, if you need to go to the bathroom, just say ten one, and people will know." And they said. Unless it's a, if that's for pee, if it's if it's poop, you say ten two, and I'm like, okay, great, thank you so much. We're babes in the woods here. It wasn't until literally three fourths of the way in, about after three weeks, did the thought occur to me: these guys don't need to know if I'm pooping or peeing in there. This is a trick. <laughs> They're <laughs> just trying to figure out how how relaxed can I be? How much time do I have? Into announcing my intentions at every. Mm-hmm. And every uh, every break that I had to go pee or poop, I had to announce that to everybody. I don't. I, did I, you turn your Did you turn your mic off? Because I always I don't trust anybody not to listen, even oh, though it's oh, not that every exciting. Time. Yeah. Okay. Good. Every time. Yeah. I'm not trying to get wiki leaked. I would rather <laughs> some. I would rather someone listen to me poop than be the f- reason that my microphone was erroneously turned off at, for a take or something. <laughs> I'd rather. I'd rather not no, be because they guy. notice that. Other than that, also, I talk a lot of shit about people behind their backs. Yeah. Like, oh, I yes. have to be really careful. Yeah. To you know? yourself on the toilet in the yeah. bathroom where yeah. you are. Yeah. Time to yeah. talk a I, shit and take a shit. That's what I, I always, it. I'm on the phone talking shit while I take a shit yeah. all the time. Yeah. Yes, That's 100%. just efficient. That's efficiency. Felicia, I know you have to go hop on a plane, like, almost immediately. So thank you so much for taking my call. I really appreciate You guys appreciate are a delight. It. Thank you. And when we do As our fourth wing spinoff interpretative, why don't we do interpretive dances to each, you know, Ooh, each scene? Okay. Because- interpretive dance on a podcast is a bold move and I fully support it. <laughs> yeah. Just a lot yeah. of fabric. Yeah, make sure you like fabric. have the microphones pressed up against you so people can hear the fabric <laughs> rustling. A lot of corduroys. I don't know. I just, I need to talk about this book more. I might read it again on the plane. I don't know why I'm so obsessed with, it just comes out of nowhere, the intercourse. And I was just like, oh. It uh, it really, you do not see it coming. More like, Much like the dragons streaking through the night sky that you don't see until it's too late. <laughs> the intercourse, <laughs> it just comes out of nowhere uh, repeatedly over and over and over Rep- again. Oh, a lot. It's a lot. like, oh, the last third, you want your money's worth? Here you go. Whatever. Um, okay. Okay. Thank you. Felicia, thank you. Have a great trip. Travis and Griffin look so bored. I can't. Just, you guys just need to read this book. They don't have to listen. They don't have to listen. Yeah, I feel like I get it all now. Yeah, it's a dragon sex book. I get it. Sounds it. awesome, Surprise guys. dragon okay, sex. Right. Yay. Yay. Is there a sword? With the dragons, that's very no. important. That's yeah. weird, yeah. actually. Do the they dragons have sex with each other? They're always watch- the dragons are always watching. So they the dragons- are in their heads always watching, which is actually creepy now that I think about it. Yeah, that's creepy. That's bad. Okay, thanks, Felicia. All right, third eye. Download it. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much to our very special guest, Felicia Day. Uh, reminder about third eye. Travis, where can people hear third eye? Well, well, listen. Well, thank you for asking. It is on Audible, um, and it features Sean Astin, Felicia herself, Neil Gaiman, uh, Will Wheaton, all kinds of wonderful people on there. Um, so make sure you go check that out only on Audible. Can I tell people about the exciting merch opportunities we have for them this month? Please do. We have a, a new poster that is one of my favorite designs uh, just for the level of detail that has gone into it alone. It's a Play-Doh's Rave map, poster size, designed by Daniel Myjo Birch, uh, Myjo Birch Art on Instagram. And uh, it is so fucking good. It looks cool, the design. It's full of little Easter eggs. Mm. It's like a little puzzle hunt. 
for the for the mind, uh, and that's good. We also got Candlelight's wrapping paper uh, up there, designed by uh, Justin Gray, uh, Burn to Build on Instagram. And ten percent of all merch proceeds this month will go to Reproductive Freedom for All, which fights for access to abortion care, birth control, paid parental leave, and protections from pregnancy discrimination. Uh, all of, all of that over at MacroyMerch.com. And more. And more, so much more. Um, and uh, thanks to Montaigne for the use of our theme song, My Life is Better With You. Uh, always so exciting to come out on stage to that one. It's a bop. I feel like we get to hang glide a little bit off of the draft of how good and cool that song is. Um, so thank you so much for that. Uh, folks, that's going to do it for us for this week. So until next time, here's your cleansing sonic bath. My name is Justin McElroy. I'm Travis McElroy. We are getting a lot better at different. I'm Griffin McElroy. (laughs) This is my brother, my brother, me. Kiss your dad. Square on the lips. Fun. A worker-owned network of artist-owned shows supported directly by you.